Welcome, professional wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans, and we appreciate you joining us for episode 48. This is our one year anniversary episode, and I am so excited to be here with Jeremy and Andy. I am your host, the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, the guy who over the last year has acquired way too many hobbies, talk wrestling. Tim Gilbert and the future so bright that I had to wear shades. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast and Funko pop collector, Andy. And I'm also your host, the no selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Well, we're here for everybody. We're here for the football lovers. We're here for the marks. We're here for the smarks. We're here for the nerds and just the, your general fans. So we appreciate you joining us for one year. Today, we are going to be talking about CM Punk getting backstage heat. Kenny Omega is back and AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley. Before we do that, please head on over to our YouTube page where you can find every episode from this past year and starting about halfway through we started doing video content as well hey if you're not a youtube person we got stuff on apple pod and spotify where you can rate review and leave a review or rate and review the show which would be amazing and uh a little update here for merch you can get your pocket logo tee on prowrestlingtees.com but for year two maybe a little something new coming switching it up a little bit some new stuff in the works, but all right, we got all that stuff out of the way. The big intro, Andy, let's get into the meat potatoes of the show. I'm going to sh- uh, send it over to you and take us from here, man. Tim felt left out because he was the only one that doesn't wear glasses, so we had to... Uh, <laughs> I, wear, I wear glasses on. now. I wear glasses. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm wear going glasses. for that old... <laughs> I'm go- I, I was kind of going for that old... Uh, I think for year two, I'm going for that old school... Uh, you know, hey, all you cool cats and kittens out in music land. Tonight, we're going to be playing a couple of songs for you. You know, getting that old school vibe. I'm curious to see your new characters for year two, too. Uh, the, well, we have to, you know what, Andy, before we get started, I think there's a few people that we have to thank for who have joined us over the year. You know, <laughs> obviously, we got to thank bro. Bro. For me, that was my favorite episode that we've done. Bro Keller, recently on Raw. Mine too. Dude, we're so happy for you. And uh, just with how much we enjoy that episode, uh, we've had a, uh, I've actually had a few wrestlers reach out to us. And there's a few wrestlers, uh, independent wrestlers, that I would like to reach out to to be a guest on the show. So we got to thank Bro. Uh, I think our number one supporter over the whole year who has done more posts and gone above and beyond and you know he's just my buddy is jesse leonard who he i gotta thank him for the whole year he's uh posted stuff our friend jackson our friend paul everybody who bought shirts but uh at the end of the year we befriended a guy named Stu, and uh you know we gotta we gotta thank Stu for all of his insight and uh teaching us how to stretch guys but all right, now let's get into the show. Everybody's been thanked for year one. Well, I want to thank my friend Corey. He's a day one yeah. listener, been supporting. Yeah, you know, thank you, Corey. And, you know, we, we have a lot of friends and family who aren't even wrestling fans who are just kind of rooting for us to just make the show. And they just think it's cool that we do it. You know, like, I don't think anybody is ever like, oh, when you guys take off or whatever. And it's not even like that. It's 
I think our friends are just supportive that we're doing it and it's super cool. So thank all you guys. If you happen to listen to this, appreciate it. So yes, this is our one year episode, even though it's number 48, not number 52. We did have some weeks off. We had some weeks off. We're probably, human. I guess a total of four over time. Yeah. Things <laughs> pop up. If you, uh, but exactly can I just, one year was yesterday, but we don't, Andy, I just want to throw this out there and Jared to Jeremy too. If you want to make sure that we don't have weeks off ever again, you can get us sponsored, and then we could do this full time, and we'll just make this our job. But you got you got to help us get there. <laughs> Before that, every now and then we're gonna need some we're gonna need some weeks off. Correct, correct. Um, yeah, let's jump right into it though with our one year episode. Let's start with Raw this week. Uh, which we all are watching right now, which we always do as we um, record on Mondays. We had uh, Asuka versus or Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Ash and Dewdrop for the women's tag team uh, tournament. Winners were Asuka and Alexa Bliss, so they are moving forward. Um, the week before, Kevin Owens had injured Ezekiel, so we got to see a picture of Ezekiel in the hospital. With his whole family, his family surrounding him, and uh, I mean, doesn't take any idea to know that every member was Elias or sorry Ezekiel uh, in yeah. some kind of um, costume. It was pretty funny though. Um, yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure where they're going with it because when Triple H took over, you didn't really see him, and I was like, that made me laugh because they added more characters to to him. I wonder. I mean, I wonder if he's coming back as Elias. I don't. I don't know what he's doing. No, we'll yeah, maybe he's grown his beard now. Take some time off. Um, well, speaking of Kevin Owens, we had a segment with Drew McIntyre, um, and Kevin Owens comes out and interrupts him. And, I mean, we've talked about the certain words that are allowed to be said now, and Drew McIntyre basically says to him, well, you know, we're two pro wrestlers. Why don't we have a wrestling match? And they have a pretty good match, just them two, but... Uh, He's had wrestling three times in a promo on Monday Night Raw. I know, crazy, right? On WWE television. They're in a wrestling ring. (laughs) It's fantastic. Uh, Ended a DQ when the (laughs) Usos attacked, and Kevin Owens gave the Usos a little message to tell Roman that I guess he owes him, I believe is what he said. Yeah. That sounds like it. after that, we had a segment with Seth Rollins and Riddle. Riddle popped up on the Titantron, and then I believe he ran out from backstage, and they kind of fought all over the place, right? Yeah, so were they going to finish this at the pay-per-view then? I, b- I believe that, yeah, after this happened that they were, or Riddle, I think, during the video scheduled, or not scheduled, uh said that he wanted to face him at Clash at the Castle. Hmm. And then I think WWE scheduled it and made it official. Yeah. So I think that's where they're going. And Raw kind of picked up with that this week, which we'll talk about next week. Because I Um, feel like with those two, at least, you shouldn't keep pushing it off for too long. Like, it feels like it's kind of like dying down already between those two. Sorry, Jeremy, you cut out for me a little bit, and you're still frozen on my screen, so we'll just have to <laughs> cut that out. Well, Jeremy looks perfect Tim, for can me, you hear so me? that's... Yeah, I can, but I think it is your crappy internet. Just throwing that out there. Okay. 
All right. Well, one year in, did he stop talking when I started talking? Was he no? I I mean, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Everything's good. Okay. Maui is a hero to all women and men. All right, keep going. (laughs) Uh, We did mention Bro Keller in the beginning of the show, who was our guest, and uh, Raw this past week took place in D.C., which is near where you know it's. it's able to be driven distance-wise for bro. And, uh, yeah, he got to make it on live TV, WWE Raw, against Veer Mahan. Now, the way the book awesome. Veer, you know, this was just a, a squash match uh, for him, unfortunately, for bro. And they did uh, call him Bo. They forgot the R in his <laughs> yeah. name, um, which, you know, doesn't help him. But <laughs> So you know it was what? Bo I feel, Keller I... this week. I feel like getting your name botched happens to all the greats when they start. So, bless <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Yes. At least he got his um, nameplate and everything up there. But uh, it was just really cool to see him. I wasn't expecting to to see him on TV um, at all. You know, we had already gotten done recording, and I'm just catching up on the show. It's like past 10 o'clock, and I'm like, holy shit. I tried calling you, but you couldn't talk. So I, I just had to text the group chat, and then you guys responded the next day. All right. Um, after that, I wanted to talk about AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Um, I did not know this. This is the first time they've actually ever wrestled one another. I figured they might have been Team really? or Impact or whatever. So they said maybe they just meant in uh, WWE, <laughs> but... Um, I figured now that Triple H is in charge, they wouldn't have said, you know, wouldn't have been like, yeah, they recognize our intelligence, you know, but yeah. Um, so yeah, this is actually one of the better Bobby Lashley matches I've seen. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. you know, it could be because AJ is such a good, you know, partner to wrestle with in the ring. Um, it does take two to make a good match, but yeah. Um, it could also be the, the matches are less planned out. You know, it could be that whole thing. But yeah, it was I, the main actually, event, right? No, the main event, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, was Dolph we versus Theory. Yeah, which was a really weird main event. But yeah, because I was like, it made it seem like a big event. deal for yeah. the U.S. title. Well, they did. They had like a video package and of the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the match. Bobby Lashley, though, retained in the end. I don't really know what they're doing with AJ. Uh, well, Dexter Loomis popped up again and got taken out of the crowd, so maybe that's what they're leading to. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you guys. Remember, like, you see the hand, like, what was it Was it last week? The hand on the door, like, in the backstage segment. Was that Dexter again? Yeah, and people thought it was, like, Bray Wyatt because it looked like the Fiend's hand. But I was no, like, it's it definitely... No, it's... Because the week before it was a car crash thing, and then yeah, this yeah. week it was probably, or then the week we're talking about it was probably the uh, the hand. I think yeah. there's probably gonna be something this week too that we'll talk about unless they finally like because they just keep taking him out of the arena like he's not supposed to. Be. Yeah, so he's kind of like I mean, the new cool stalker, like the new DDP stalker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what just kind of comes to mind for me at least. <laughs> Um, I, but that wraps up uh, brawl. Any thoughts from you guys? I just want to say the the DDP coming in as the stalker is maybe the worst 
gimmick of all time when all <laughs> all I wanted to see was him come in with some jeans on doing diamond cutters, and then that's and that's what we get. I'm like, why? Why? Why would you do yeah. this? It's terrible. <laughs> I think they talked about it a little bit on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. That's funny. Speaking of, I uh, over this past week watched the Charlotte Flair Broken Skull Sessions. That was pretty good. Yeah, I want to. I want to yeah, watch. Talked about it Sasha. Yeah, she she talked about a lot of like the Four Horsewomen and all all that stuff. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, they talked about you know their marriage, her marriage with Andrade. So we're able yeah. to talk about a little bit stuff that doesn't have to do with WWE apparently. Um, I mean, she is married to the person, so it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. But let's get into Dynamite. Um, a couple th- things happened this week. It was basically sponsored by Game of Thrones. <laughs> they just yeah, it was. All the promos, everything. And, <laughs> and all the drama with it, too. I mean, I watched it last night. It was great, in my opinion, but... Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like... It, 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 it's... it's it's not an HBO show that Dynamite is on, so like I was just really confused. The whole well, time. Warner is HBO, like they they own oh, HBO. Okay, well there you so go. So there was like crossover that way, but yeah, it was funny. It was like dragon themed the entire show. <laughs> yep. Well, let's get into kind of the big takeaway from this Dynamite, and that was the opening segment. CM Punk comes out after returning the week before. Um, and he kind of cuts a two-part promo. The first part is what we found out was not scripted. He went off script and called out Hangman Adam Page for a rematch yeah. uh, in his home state. Uh, I believe they were in Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah. And, of course, you know, since it was off script, why would Hangman come out? You know, um, and what we found out was that it was pretty much a receipt for Adam Page for during their feud. At some point, he brought up Colt Cabana or right or something like that during one of the promos that Punk wasn't at the arena for. Well, I think people pointed it to the promo when they were together in the ring. And Hangman, and it was like the promo where he ended, like, I'm not defending this title against you, I'm defending AEW against you. Okay, because I right. watched that one today, and I was just like, what about that promo is he mad about? But Let, yeah, me, chime, let me chime in here. I've watched yeah, like four, I've watched like three or four different takes on this whole thing. As far as sources go, uh, one is, one was Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, one's uh, Cornet, one is internet shit in general, and then there Cornette's was like, one "This I is read. all for Colt Cabana." No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what no, Cornet was saying, though. So, I'm gonna try to piece this together, but it is kind of complicated, and I don't get where one thing all of a sudden involves the other. But okay, so at one point, I think yeah. uh, Colt Cabana was gonna be released. Uh, I don't know if the insinuation was because because of CM Punk or whatever, but so then he ends up getting signed to the Colt Cabana pronouns, pal, is uh, signed to 
the ROH brand. And apparently when Adam Page said that stuff to him in the promo about I needed a, a defend AEW from you, there was some that apparently that was referencing the Cole Cabana situation in some way. I don't know where they hmm. all of a sudden become related, but that's from what I'm I've yeah. watched a bunch of stuff and that seems to be there's something that it must have happened or whatever with Cole Cabana and then Adam Page thought he was like like bucking up to punk and basically punk was like you're disrespectful and then called him out on this next promo and he was like since you went off script and I'm putting this in simple terms basically what he was doing was like Andy said it's a receipt and if you're not into the insider terms basically he was just getting him back for Hangman Page went off script when they were doing their build up and said all that stuff about protecting AEW from Punk. So his receipt was Punk calling him out, pretty much knowing that his character can't come out and do anything. And that's why he said, let me give you some advice. Made him look like a coward in his own home state. He said that the apology has to be as loud as the disrespect. So basically, Hangman, he wants to hear a big-ass sorry from. So I guess we'll... (laughs) So, Which so I during still their see it being that angry about it during See, their feud, like... apparently there was a lot of like discussion about promos and you know a lot of back and forth of what could be said about stuff and to the point to where yeah. Punk at some point had even gone to the higher ups so like we're not mentioning that we're not bringing that up and that also has. I'm sure that's part of the backstage heat, though, too, that ended up building up to this whole thing before. Apparently, what did what did we read? There's it's not just there's backstage turmoil going on three years into a company. Is what? Yeah, right. There's a lot of the things like uh, I saw a recent like today and also yesterday that all like Dax and other people posted things with pictures with Punk or they made comments about it. And they're like, oh, look how unhappy it is, or mm-hmm. how unhappy he is. And he's, like, smiling, and they're having a good time. So some of it could be rumor and innuendo. Yeah. But, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, I can see the cool Cabana-Punk situation, because Punk doesn't like Cabana anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's a very real thing. Yeah. Um, well, that was the first part of his promo. The second part of his promo was supposed to happen, and that promo was about <laughs> John Moxley, which I enjoyed this promo. You talked about uh, John Moxley being like the the least talented out of his group, third best out of Blackpool Combat Club. Um, And he also like joked about the shield. He's like, you're the third best in that as well. Yeah, he said. uh, And then his friend Eddie is like, is the third best Eddie. And then the second best Kingston, (laughs) which has to do with Kofi. Uh, so he did a bunch of that. Um, Moxley ends up coming out, has some words for him. Do you um, see when Moxley came out and Punk was like, oh, looks like I got some time. He started doing snow angels in the middle of the yeah, ring. Because he knew Moxley entrance through the crowd was going to take a little <laughs> bit. Um, but Moxley brings up that, like, or he says the only reason Punk came back was because he ran out of money <laughs> uh, was one of the things. Can you remember anything else that was said, guys? Uh, my favorite. Um, I mean, he. It made me hype for the for the match. This yeah. promo segment. He said, 
the, the I think the best delivery of the whole promo, whether it was Punk or Moxley, and I'm I'm not really a, a Moxley guy, no offense. Uh, but I gotta say, his delivery is was the whole. You think you're the best wrestler in the world, dude? Most of the time, you're not even the best wrestler in catering. That was like the. I was like, <laughs> yeah. damn! I was like, that was the best like line of the night for me. Best dig. Well, he was like, actually, laughing when he said that too. The other line of the night, and I don't know if Andy's gonna Andy's gonna get into what Punk's response was, but they basically he was basically like, "You want to do it?" And he's like, "I would, but I'm afraid that you'll bleed all over me." And I was like, "Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, so good!" That was another really yeah. good one. He's like, "I'm afraid if I touch it, if I touch you, yeah, you bleed all over me." Yeah. And then yeah, he said, and then also when. I'm the heart and soul. Moxley said, I'm the heart and soul of this company. Yeah. And he said, I'll be the dollars and the cents. And he said, dude, he said, we all know you came here because you ran out of money. So don't even give me that. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so after an exchange of words, they start uh, fighting each other and then have to get broken up. And it gets circled back to later in the night. But strong opening for the for the show, I thought. Oh, definitely, yeah. Their their uh, uh, punches at first looked pretty cool, and then the break apart was like, you know, like yeah. Moxley tried to do something, he like fell down. And I was like, oh, guys. <laughs> well, sometime after that, we got a pretty good wrestling match: Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia, two out of three falls. Winner in the end Great was uh, Brian Danielson. Jericho was on commentary during it, and he ends up coming to the ring and trying to attack Brian. Um, Garcia stops him though, and it looks like there's some turmoil now between uh, Jericho and uh, Garcia. Jericho eventually will say that you know he'll let this one slide, but the crowd was chanting "You're a wrestler." Um, <laughs> after that match, you know they gave him his respect, and I think Brian and him shook hands afterwards before Jericho attacked. They were about to. That's when Jericho okay. came down. Yeah. I, I, Daniel Garcia my ended own... up slapping the mic out of Jericho's hand. Look, I, I I like the building of Daniel Garcia as a star. I, I I genuinely do. It's just like weird. Maybe this is like the. I don't know, but the the guy the guy being Brian Danielson is main eventing with Roman Reigns two you know two three years ago and kicking those dudes asses and then he's on AEW and he's passing out to a hold to Daniel Garcia. I was like, this is just like, seems weird to me, but all right, I'm going to go with it. But I also like the, I, I like that Brian Danielson seems very giving. Like he wants to help make guys be, because now anytime you see Daniel Garcia, you're going to remember that he had a banger against uh, Brian Danielson and, that he is a tough dude. So it's like, yeah, it really does help, I think, when a bigger star and, you know, wrestles a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, perception is reality. You know, per- from- perception is reality, right? So he's wrestling top yeah. guys on TV and it's believable. Next thing you know, you're like, dude, Daniel Garcia is one of the top guys. Like, when we all first started watching AEW, it was it was anybody was anybody. It was it was the people like MJF and Darby and Britt Baker and Hangman Page that they were the ones that rose to the t- 
top. And I'm sure some of that was being pushed in booking, but I don't know. You can always like, I, I like when somebody starts to get viewed as like, Oh no, they're, they're a top guy, which is cool. So may, hopefully yeah. this thing with uh, Danielson will help Daniel, Daniel Garcia be viewed in the same way. I agree. You know, if uh, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia start a tag team, they can be called Daniel Bryan. Oh my god! <laughs> and then all John actually sudden... comes back out. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, Stu's calling. I'm just kidding. He's not. <laughs> He's not. He's not calling. Stu told me he can't talk this week. Sorry. <laughs> so, but he said he said congrats us. on. He said, "Congrats on one year, and just keep doing our thing. He'll be back soon at some point." <laughs> uh, Moxley ended up coming back out. He seemed a little frustrated from the promo before. Basically, might have let it sink in, and I guess he called Punk out to you know fight now. And then we just had a big old pull apart again. Uh, that just moved around. Did did it go into the stands? I don't think so. I think it was just around the ring and everything, but yeah. Um, after that, we had the Ass Boys defeating the Varsity Blondes very quickly. I mean, well, sorry did they did they announce the title match for next week at that point? I don't know about a title match for next week, so maybe not. Maybe I didn't pay attention. Jeremy, well, do you know about a title match or the segment? Does Jeremy tag know about match? a title match? Is there oh. a match for next week, Jeremy? No, with Punk and Moxley. Oh, they're doing Punk and Moxley next week, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should cover that. That's probably <laughs> yes. important. Yes, they, so they are doing that next week. I don't know why. It could be because WWE's been getting a lot of eyes on it lately. Or... Bro, that is some straight-up Eric Bischoff booking right there. Yeah. Come on, dude. You Tony! Know, you got to snap out of it, man. Dude. People, you know, the only I thing something... I heard is that Punk uh, is like been a heel this whole time. Is like this conspiracy theory, right? Where he's been a heel this whole time, and then MJF is gonna like come back. It sounds like he's gonna come back soon, is what they've been saying. But he's gonna come back as a face then, and then it's gonna be Punk and MJF. And save AEW from which from I CM. I love, but because and, and I'm not putting, but they're okay. rushing it. But can I just I'm just throwing this out there and I just want to say I am not maybe punk punk's punk's the man, but I'm not saying and I need to be very clear here. Okay, so no one takes me the wrong way. I am not saying that John Moxley is in the same league as Hulk Hogan or even Goldberg, but this reminds me very much. This reminds me very much of when. You had Goldberg challenge Hogan for the title, and they gave it away on a free Nitro when you could have made a big pay-per-view out of it. Like, I just feel like this should be the big main event of a big show, not just on Dynamite, but that's just me. It should be. Look, I'm happy that it's free. I want to watch it for free. I don't want to pay. But I'm just saying, like, you would think that this would be bigger. I don't know. You guys get what I'm saying? obvious decision to, yeah. Like, it why just makes me wonder the what they're going to do for All Out. Yeah, because what, what are they going to do then? It seems like a know, very Maybe much... their match and... The... Look, 
Tony's a big fan of the show. Okay, he listens all the time. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, no, but it seems like a little bit of a panic move, you know? Like all of a sudden, WWE's doing good again, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna." put the biggest main event that I could possibly think of right now. It's like, no, don't waste it. Yeah. Unless, unless they really are concerned about punk leaving or something, but I can't see that like as actually happening, man, that would just be so weird. Yeah. Cause punk even posted like his one year, like he deb- debuted one year. Like it was like this past weekend and he posted how happy he was for this entire year. Like it doesn't sound like a person is going to leave or quit their job. What about the conspiracy theory that all of this is a work, and this is like a deep, deep inception like work where <laughs> nobody even knows state, what's state. Yeah, no, no one even knows what's real. I could believe that too. You know, like <laughs> oh my god. All right, Andy, what's next, <laughs> dude? Gonna take a timeout real quick. I just gotta give my dog to my mom because he's whining on my bed. So hold on. Oh, I. You know what? Yeah. So Jeremy. I should have a dog counter every time Andy does this on an episode. One. We'll just like <laughs> compile it all together. No, we should do that. Like every time there's a re- a dog reference, like it'll be like two. <laughs> yeah, just a compilation is, of my dog. Yeah, yeah so the, this is the this is the first one. One. Okay, so if there's yeah. another one, <laughs> I'll yell two. <laughs> the Ass Boys defeated the Varsity Blondes very very quickly. Andy stopping for the dogs is literally going to become a segment on the show. It's going to be like. (laughs) Andy has a shirt. It has to have his dogs with him then. Yeah. You need like the dachshunds on the shirt that says like the architect. And he's like carrying them. Yeah. And it's like you leaving the room with like your microphone because you're frustrated (laughs) with the sound. (laughs) It's our new shirt. Um, (laughs) I would wear it. So the ass, <laughs> the ass boys <laughs> defeated the varsity blondes in very quick fashion. Billy Gunn ends up getting on the mic, and the ass boys actually turn on their father. Do they actually call them the ass boys uh, now? Or are you just saying that? No, they're the gun, gun club. club. Okay, so they <laughs> fans call for, them ass like boys. this. Everyone you calls say them it ass so, boys, but themselves. Yeah, I know, but you, but you say it's so matter of fact. You're like the ass boys, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like that, they've been calling them that on te- on television. Hilariously, places like Bleacher Report call them the Ass Boys. They don't even call them the Gun Club. That's funny. They do Ass Boys I mean, parentheses Gun Club instead of Gun Club parentheses Ass Boys. That's how they're famous. Yeah, fame ass. Um, so they turned on their father, uh, Billy Gunn, and they started attacking him. And the acclaimed end up running out. The acclaimed and. And they look at Daddy Ass that's in the corner, <laughs> and he says, "Scissor me, Daddy Ass." And they scissor, scissor. Me, Daddy Ass. <laughs> the pop that that got, <laughs> big old pop. So, so it looks so like the good. acclaimed are now with, or Billy Gunn's now with the acclaimed, I should say. Yeah. Um, and he holds his two fingers up. <laughs> 
And he says, scissor me, daddy ass. Daddy ass. <laughs> Big pop. Uh, we had packed backstage though, and he I will say, if you're not if you're not in on the joke, right? Like, which I think it's hilarious. I love the scissor me daddy. You're just ass. flipping through and you're like scissor but me daddy. But if ass, you yeah. are like <laughs> if you're like my father in law and you're flipping through the channels and he's like, you know what my son in law likes wrestling, I'm gonna like <laughs> keep it on for a second. He's like gonna be like, the fuck is what the fuck is this? <laughs> Scissor me. He's like Tim. I was watching this segment, and uh, he's like, he's gonna just text hey, look me. At this old, say, this grown man, me, daddy three ass, grown men scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> um, backstage we have uh, Pack cutting a promo, and he he's part of Death Triangle, who is in the trios tournament, and they're calling out United Empire, which I believe they are gonna be. Um part of this tournament i don't know if will osprey is a part of it but he called out will osprey as part of that i think he is so maybe it's also open and uh yeah. will osprey in the tournament because if i think uh um united empire or will osprey if they win they're going to face the bucks and kenny which kenny and will osprey has had problems for scissor me daddy ass <laughs> Uh, after that, we had a Jungle Boy and Christian segment. Jungle Boy comes out saying he got in trouble for wearing the Christian as a pussy shirt. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was real or not that he actually got in trouble for it by the network. But they said, never wear that again. <laughs> uh, eventually, Christian will come out and... Does he apologize to him? He, he says that he wants to start over and help Jungle Boy get to the top. And yeah, do things he tries right to do that this heel thing, around. which, you know, they're like, oh, so I want to do things sorry. right this time around. He said, I looked at you like a son or something like that. Um, Jungle Boy's not having any of it, though. And I think, I believe they end up fighting in the end, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, it's been a week. I'm trying to remember everything that happened. When you watch show after show after show, things kind of blend together sometimes. Yeah. Um, in our main event, we had La Faction in. Gobernable? That's the most whitest way I could say that. The faction in Gobernable, which is Dragon Lee, his brother Roosh, and Andrade, versus the Bucks and their mystery partner. And their mystery partner happened to be a returning Kenny Omega. So it was them versus the Elite. Uh, winners were the Elite, and I, fe- I think they're just going to win the titles in the end. I think this yeah. was made I for mean- them, basically. Tony Khan waited until Omega was back to have this. Yeah. Yep. Um, afterwards, Adrade takes out Dragon Lee, so it looks like Dragon Lee is not welcomed in the family anymore. Your opinions is, on Kenny Omega being back? Ring rust? Oh, A little definitely. bit. Yeah. Yep. Remember when he did that flip or like the senton and then he, he, just, and he just falls? He started laughing about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd was chanting like, you still got it right when he was doing that too. Yeah. Well, on social media and stuff, he's like, I'm back. He said all the parts aren't there, but they will be or something like that. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see Kenny. I miss Kenny being on TV. Yeah. I, I did like... Am... Sorry, I was going to say, I think, Tim, you like this like compression shirt too, right? Because I thought that looked pretty cool. I know he was probably I wearing thought, it, like, injury stuff, I, but... I just thought it was like kind of different. I was like, I'm kind of weirdly think it's cool. 
Yeah. I'm kind of surprised he came out with Don Callis, that that was still going after all this he time. came out of the face tunnel, too. Yes. So what I think is going to happen, if I'm predicting, they'll win, and eventually when Adam Cole is ready, they'll face whatever they're calling him. Und- Bobby Fish. Just, yeah. Undisputed. Not undisputed elite. Can't <laughs> call him undisputed, undisputed era. <laughs> Just yeah, the undisputed. Yeah. Simple. Uh, I I see that being where they're headed. Hopefully save it for pay per view. Don't give it to us for free. It better be the I final mean, for this. Yeah. Well, they're not even in it. Oh, they're not in it? I thought they were on the other side that's of the why they, that's why Adam Cole when they attacked him, he's like he's like fish isn't cleared, he's like, I'm not cleared. He's like, So you won't be in the oh, tournament. Right. And then they attacked. Um, But that wrapped up Dynamite this week. Uh, guys want to add anything to it, or should we move on to SmackDown? Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. It kind of like, when they have pay-per-views getting close, it seems like they have more direction than the middle of the like break. I really have been enjoying WWE lately, and that is yeah. nice to be, to be back on board. It's with nice them. to enjoy all the shows again. Yes. It's like I will, there's no painful shows to watch. None of them are perfect. None of them are perfect. Yeah, I, but none of them are perfect. And I think Tony's strengths are booking towards a big pay per view, and like you said, having some direction yeah. of where he's going to go. I think his weaknesses are very much in the week to week show where. I think he thinks he's like, oh, we're going to give you a crazy show tonight. It's going to be all these dream matches. And it's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, I, I, I would like, honestly, need me a over, story, brother over. Yeah. Over top of all that, I would prefer like having like some cool stories, you know? Yeah. Because every now and then you can do one like when it was Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. It's like, you don't need a story. You just be like, I'm the best. You're the best. Let's go. But everything yeah, that else was a like, great match, and that was the st- the story yeah. was built in. All, if you're a wrestling fan, you're like, "Holy shit, this is about to be insane!" Yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention before I get into SmackDown, I watched NXT this week, and spoilers for people in NXT UK, there's a tournament going on for the vacated NXT UK title. Well, tournament's not over, but we found out the winner on NXT because <laughs> at the end of the show, Braun Breaker's out there, and out comes Tyler Bate who is now the only two-time NXT UK uh, men's champion. Comes out, they have a stare-off, they both hold up their belts. Looks like Tyler Bate won the tournament. Now, speaking of that, uh, they are getting rid of NXT UK. And they have this week they released a lot of people. I forgot to mention that when talking about the format for this week. But they released a lot of people, and I'm sure more are going to come. NXT is... UK is going away for a little bit, and it's expanding into NXT Europe. Um, I don't know where the you know performance center or where they. I mean, uh, it, the studio that they do it out of will I be. Mean, it already was NXT Europe. It wasn't yeah. only people from the UK. <laughs> that was yeah, kind of I a know. stupid name. It's kind of a dumb name to begin yeah, with. Spanish so people, NXT... French people, yeah, yeah. But they are changing some things, and they did let a lot of people go. Um, yeah, I mean, their champion at the time that had vacated was Ilya Dragunov. He's from, like, Russia, I believe. <laughs> and kind of ironically enough, you know, like, the whole thing with Brezik. Brezik so, 
like UK isn't a part of uh, Europe anymore. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, now so, that I'm thinking about it, I never even thought about it in retrospect. I'm like, I mean, if it was literally all British people, I would be like, okay, but it's not. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, some of the stars they've kept and they've now brought over. You know, we saw Jordan Devlin, who is now known as. Uh, J.D. Donahue or something? Not um, sure. I think that's his name now. It's J.D. Donahue, yeah. Who? Uh, he just wrestled Braun Breaker at the pay-per-view, on TV pay-per-view called Heat Wave. I, I just miss regular takeovers. Just takeover. <laughs> it was takeover. His names. Takeover. <laughs> Heat Wave? That's an um, ECW pay-per-view name. Well, they do Great American Bash. I mean, WWE does own ECW rights, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was NXT Heat Wave. Uh, J.D. Donahue wrestled Braun Breaker, and then at the end of the match, that's when Tyler Bate came out. We also saw uh, backstage Blair Davenport, who, before WWE UK, was known as uh, Bria Priestley, who is dating Will Ospreay. Yeah. Um. So she, they decide to keep her from NXT UK. I'm sure we're going to see more um, people that are going to come over because they're not going to have any NXT UK for a while. So maybe their top stars are going to keep them around for a little yeah. while. But you know what's funny? I still remember this video. It just popped in my head because you said about Will Osprey. Remember when Paul Heyman was over? I think it was probably in England. I forget what show it was, but they were doing like a you know like a forum thing. And he like offered Will Ospreay a WWE contract then, and that was like four years ago. What do you say ago. now? Well, yeah, I was just said no. <laughs> yeah, Will Ospreay does not want to come to WWE for everything I've read before. Yeah, he has no ad, you know, no um, dreams of coming there. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Paul Heyman, I think I read something that people were saying that Tony Khan's like Paul Heyman. I was like, no one's like Paul Heyman, man. <laughs> no, he's not. Not at all. Yeah. And Tony Khan is definitely like a mix of like Bischoff. I mean, probably a little bit of Heyman, but also like Vince. Like a mix of all those three, but he's young. He has a lot of learning Yeah, that he needs, he needs to do. But let's get into SmackDown. Opened up with Ronda Rousey coming out from the crowd and getting into the ring, talking about how last week she paid her fine in double, and she wanted Adam Pierce to lift it. Adam Pierce comes out with police and security, and they end up arresting Ronda. This is the second time she's gotten arrested. Do you remember the terrible mugshot that they had, which was just her in front of a <laughs> cement block wall backstage picture taken that, was in that they did during the Charlotte and Charlotte and Becky feud at WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she got re- arrested and put in the back of a police car and driven out. Um, after that, we had Natalia and Sonya Deville versus Toxic Attraction, who are the two girls, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, I want to say is her name, uh, from Mandy Rose's group in NXT. It was supposed to be Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, but Zoe Stark, who just came back from injury, is injured again. Well, Toxic Attraction won the match, and I just read right before we started recording that G. 
Gigi Dolan is also injured. So now, this week on SmackDown, they're oh. going to have a second chance fatal four-way tag team match <laughs> to find out the replacement team. Um, yeah. Like we so said, it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. And shit happens. They're like getting injuries, there. So. <laughs> Uh, after that, I thought this segment was really good. It was Sami Zayn and Roman backstage yeah. in Roman's dressing room. Uh, Sami Zayn's complaining about Jay Huso, and uh, after everything and also is the said, show was Ro- in his hometown, right? It was in uh, or close Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yeah, yeah. So like when the yeah, Sami like was very over, yeah. And after complaining about Jey Uso, Roman sits there and Sammy realizes, like, oh, I'm bad-mouthing your cousin. And Roman's like, you know what? You're right. And Sammy's like, oh. <laughs> it, was, it was super entertaining. Uh, and the Usos apparently were couldn't had problems at the border, so they weren't going to be there. There was no Paul Heyman there either. It was just Sammy and him. And so Sammy, being an honorary Uso, had to step up tonight. And, uh, and he answered, like, Roman's. Uh, phone when uh, who Jay called when Jay called yeah and that's how we found out that there was problems at the border <laughs> um, and Sammy says you know I'm in the fatal five way for the Intercontinental Championship tonight and Roman's like oh really he's like you know that title would look really good in the bloodline Sammy was like again it's just like oh like <laughs> you know he's giving me an opportunity um, and we've read before Roman really likes Sammy and he's, he said one time like anytime you can have Sammy on TV is better television yeah, um, and he kind of knows uh, the value he brings now. If you haven't seen his Broken Skull sessions with uh, Stone Cold, it's really good. He talks about where his character is now. Um, so after that, we have the Maximum Male Modeling segment in the ring. I do, again, I'll say it every week. I don't know why this is still going. I know. Um, and out comes Hit Row, and they interrupt it. And I hated this segment. They rap for the crowd. <laughs> they just do a full song, full song, full rapping. You, for the dude, crowd. bro, you lo- you loved it. You thought it was good. I did not. You love texted it. me. You texted I me. You were like, "Wow, that's a- that's I real music." <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't Hit Row have like some heat backstage or something? I think there's the hard to work with shit backstage, yeah. but that's just because Top Dollar. He said something in an interview one time. Top Dollar. Who's the bigger guy of the group? Just doesn't want to do stupid shit, and <laughs> sticks up for his character. And if you do that, you know, if you throw in your own input, sometimes you get branded as hard to work with. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I mean, I'm not saying that. Okay, hear me out here. But that that was before Triple H brought them back. That was when Vince Ooh. let them go. But who is Top Dollar? To say anything. To be able to... It's just... Yeah, I know. Just, I know. Just do your shit. And if you're lucky, you'll get a gimmick change at some point. Like, I don't know. In the I, interview, he basically me, said something along the lines of, I ain't no one's bitch, basically. He's like, you ain't gonna push me around. Yeah. He's like, I know okay. who I am. Like, okay, well. It doesn't matter. Okay, but sometimes... <laughs> oh, all right. I don't even... Okay. That's basically... Uh, his, that's why he's, he's hard to work with. That's basically... Yeah. I literally his philosophy tense. about himself. To me, that does sound like saying, he's like, hard to work with. Who is top dollar? Yeah. No, well, I don't mean, but... With Triple H in charge, like, apparently he's not hard to work with when it comes to working with Triple H. Yeah. 
but sometimes it was hard work like, with dude, when it came to the writers at the time Vince was. But sometimes these guys, it's like I don't know if they like lose like reality or what. It's like, hey, dude, just fucking do your song and dance because there's people, you know, millions of other people that would literally do anything to be in your shoes right now. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's a it's annoying sometimes. Of course. Um, after that, we had a Carrion Cross promo video. Um, I'm like personally, I'm liking this Karen Cross segments. Oh yeah, it was like when he guys. was in NXT, right? Yeah, yeah, and that worked. Uh, we had a Fatal Five Way Number One Contenders match that we talked about earlier. It was Sheamus, Ricochet, Happy Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Madcap Moss. Pretty good match considering Fatal Five Ways, and anytime you get from Triple Threat or more, it can just get messy. But, um. The winner of this match was going to face uh, Gunter, Gunther, I should say, <laughs> uh, at Clash at the Castle. I thought the winner was very fitting, and knowing uh, that uh, it should be a very hard-hanging match, knowing both men. Winner was Sheamus, uh, so we're going to have Sheamus versus, versus Gunther. Um, oh, they're they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna beat the holy hell out yeah. of each other. Yeah, I'm expecting that kind of like red chested match by the end of it. Uh, you know what? I got I gotta um, say, not you know, I'm not trying to be like make people feel bad about their body or whatever, but Walter looks great. I just thought he was like almost even cool. more intimidating. When or sorry, Gunther looks great. Hundred percent agree. But I, I thought he was almost more intimidating when he was a little beefier. You know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. He looks awesome. Um, That's awesome that he like is like shredded. Yeah. But like, I like that now other he's character. Also that version. Like everyone else. Right. Now I think Clash of Castle is takes place at one PM the day before All Out. I think it's September third. Yeah, because it's overseas. So we'll actually be able we'll be we'll be able to talk about that and All Out. That will be a big episode. Well, um, yeah, it's a good weekend of rest for that coming Monday. Um, finally, the show ended with a Roman Reigns segment. Um, Drew McIntyre comes out. Roman Reigns, uh, or the week before, Drew McIntyre said that. You know, it's true he has back problems, and the reason for it, in his mind, he said, was for carrying the company on his shoulders for the past two years. And Roman basically <laughs> this week came out and said, like, nah, like, I'm the one been, that's been carrying this company, which I agree with. Um, yeah. And he said, anyone that tells you otherwise is a liar. Uh, so Drew came out, they have a you know, little back and forth. And in the end, this is the first time I've seen them, you know, start fighting in the middle of the ring after a promo segment and uh drew mcintyre goes for a claymore claymore and Sami Zayn pushes him out of the way and takes the claymore for roman uh so showing his dedication to the bloodline good old Sami Zayn. the crowd was by the way the crowd did pop very big for uh sammy during the fatal five way um and they did not yeah. like it that he lost and they liked seeing him again at this end, even though he got he got popped by Drew. 
Um, yeah, I mean that um, Drew's Claymore is like the smoothest finisher I think right now. It's a finisher it's that way- he did. He it started on accident. He didn't mean to yeah. do that. Like, just, just the way he hits it, it's just like looks so natural. Yep, I think I think it's great. Um, but that wraps up SmackDown. There's one thing I wanted to talk about with Rampage, and that was the opening segment. It had to do with Claudio Castagnoli, who was the ROH champion. Uh, he comes out, basically calls out anyone in the back to accept a challenge next week, I believe, for his title. Yeah. And out comes Dustin Rhodes. And Dustin Rhodes says that they're very similar, as in, you know, the title has always eluded them. The main title, I should say, has always eluded them. Of course, up until now for Claudio, he was saying that that's ROH is the main title, but in AEW, we all know what the main title is. I would not put the ROH title up with the AEW title. That's just yeah. me. I think you all might agree. That being said, Dustin Rhodes says that he will give, he promises if he accepts his challenge, he will give him the best natural Dustin Rhodes that uh, he can give and so it looks like we are getting that next week and that's probably the main event I would say but this match should probably be really good when it comes well, to wrestling wise the unification match will probably be the main event that is next week too okay this will probably <laughs> be the opener then of yeah. next week uh, we get two title matches um, but that was all I had for Rampage there was a bunch of random matches in my eyes this week yeah. with squash match with hook uh, retaining the FTW title. Um, Rampage dropped in viewership again. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I've I actually only, saw I only remember like three Rampages that like. Do you know what's really interesting to me is. Uh, I mean, I know kids are at home on Friday night and stuff, but I was looking at the ratings for all throughout the week. So Raw and SmackDown are obviously number one, followed by. I've, actually, I believe it's followed by NXT, followed by AEW, but it actually might have been the reverse, AEW followed by NXT. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. What I'm getting at is I'm surprised that SmackDown, I was like, God damn, they have a lot more viewers than even Raw. I, I did not realize. I guess because of Fox. Yeah, it's like over a million. Being, they had two million. Yeah, it's I mean, like SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Which is so weird because at one point, you know, Raw was the baby. Raw was yeah. like, oh, well, that was we before WWE got that Fox deal. Yeah, it is wild, but yeah, it's great. I, I just that was always the better wrestling show, as me and Tim would say. Yeah, I still think I still think they are sometimes. Um, but yeah, that wraps up the show, guys. Well, guys. That was one our year. freaking one-year anniversary. You know, when we go off the uh, air, I wanted to do something a little bit different. You know, we can obviously cover real quick. Uh, you know, follow us on all of our socials, at the PW Fan. At, uh, you know, that's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. You can look the PW Fan up on YouTube, like I was saying before. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Go a- follow Andy's Funko Pop collection page, at the 410 Fan Bros. Andy and I are big collectors. I know Jeremy has a cool collection of some stuff too. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. But the way I want to end the show for our one year, something a little different, you know. But you know, obviously, we thanked uh, Jesse. I want to thank my friend Paul. 
God, you know, there's so many people that like I I like feel bad that I you know, my friend uh Jackson Houston bought a t-shirt. I have friends that don't even listen to the show who bought t-shirts, so I appreciate all them, but uh was there any podcast over the year or before you we made this podcast that either inspires you or sometimes keeps you motivated to keep making putting effort into the show like I'll start for instance uh yeah, my three favorite podcasts, you know, is one is a major W major WF pod, which is the major wrestling figure podcast. I wear their hats all the time while doing the show. Uh, that was kind of my inspiration to even want to do a podcast followed by uh, uh, Cornette's drive through and the Cornette experience. And then also anything really Conrad does everything on ad free shows is excellent. Uh, all of his shows, Kurt Angle show and, uh, now this one isn't part of ad free shows, but I just started listening to Kevin Nash's podcast with uh, the guy from Kayfabe Commentaries, and that's an excellent show too. But so I just wanted to shout those out as like you know these shows keep me motivated and inspired. Uh, they don't have to be wrestling related, but I know that we're all big fans of podcasts. Andy, why don't you name a couple that you like and that you enjoy? I mean, the only podcasts I listen to are podcasts that comedians do sure um, what are their what are the so, names which 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 i ran i go through all week but my top three are your mom's house with tom segura and his wife christina p um the bad friends podcast with bobby lee and andrew santino and then i like the hey babe podcast with chris de stefano and sal volcano um some people might know sal volcano from impractical jokers but uh, they do a podcast together. Those are my top three, though. Yeah, those are almost Jeremy, the exact I know- ones I listen to. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah, I actually listen to Bad Friends, which is like one of my favorite podcasts. It's and so then, good uh, every Monday. Yeah, and then of course I always listen to Bill Burr's because that's just him just ranting about something. Monday morning podcast, okay. But then I also listen to uh, Wrestle Talk. I don't know if you guys listen to them, they're over in England, but I like, they do, I like I really like how talk. they cover every show, which is pretty cool. And they do like fantasy booking too, which would be pretty cool if we did that too. Yeah. Um, new segment, wanna, new year. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I would think a fantasy booking segment and for all kinds of stuff in the new year, we're going to have new music, new logo, maybe new segments. I definitely want to do more interviews with wrestlers and, yeah, we're hoping to really this second year, you know, push a little harder and start making even better quality content for you guys, maybe upgrade some stuff. So we appreciate you all so much for just everything. Thank you. It's, it's super cool that you all have uh, stayed with us for over a year and let us uh, be part of your daily routine. So we will see you next week with episode 49 and it is the start of year two, a new era in the PW fan podcast. Go watch some old school wrestling. Go watch some new school wrestling. Go watch some pro wrestling. Everybody have a great night.